0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monacelli. My avid followers knew this podcast as Pleasure Seeking, the Pleasure Seeking Podcast, named after my book, The Magic of Pleasure Seeking. As soon as it's available for pre-order, I'll announce it here. Enjoy your listening. Today, I have with me Michaela Cox. Michaela, and I'll ask her. In Italy, we say Michaela, but I'm sure it's Michaela in the United States. Isn't it Michaela? Michaela? Yes. Yeah, okay. What about her? She is a, a published author, and she's a speaker. Now, she's gone from a disability to divorce and the death of a spouse, you know, what she calls the 3D, triple D. Um, and it is, it was a life of uh, hardship, but overcoming this uh, Russian roulette and uh, roller coaster rides, uh, uh, so, so difficult. And what she, um, why I invited her uh, to come on was because she has a key word all through the, documentation that she sent me was uh, mindset and spirituality. And those seem to be uh, the underlying themes of what she uh, talks about. So let's get her on. Come on in. Michaela. 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 (laughs) Is that right? Michaela. Okay, Michaela. So you're located in uh, Louisiana, right? Yes. Yeah. Why don't you start telling us about who was Michaela during her um, teens? During her teens, those are always the difficult years, the formative years. You feel like talking about that? Um, it's fine with
1: me, I'm an open book. Good, go. Um, it was challenging. I struggle well, I always struggled in school long before high school, but um, due to the fact that I was disabled and everybody knew it, and,
0: and the disability, the, of- the nature of the disability,
1: um just it was obvious to everyone i was different there wasn't a lot of people that have the disability that i have or i mean not saying that blindness isn't in the world but i was one out of how many people were in my class each year so i was
0: the only one and so 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 hold on now no wait a minute because you say blindness what degree of disability is it it's you said legal blindness is that difference from from being blind i mean what where does the where is it the tip, where do the scales tip on blindness, defining it legal? Well,
1: I was originally born blind, totally blind. And then at seven months old, because of my background and faith, uh, we believe that a miracle was done and I was granted my sight. And even though I was granted it, it was still impaired. Um, Stateside, this is what it means. I'm not sure if this crosses international definitions of it or if it's Well, there is,
0: but but you're right. There is, in other countries as well, there is a divide somewhere, but uh, especially for taxes, for work purposes. So go on, go on.
1: In stateside, uh, regardless of how it may translate internationally, um, it means um, the definition for perfect vision is 2020. So the feather you get away from 2020 is what you're measuring and that's the metrics of it so if you are seen as ha- being in the range of 2200 to 2400 uncorrected meaning it right. cannot be fixed then you are defined within the parameters of the terms of the law to be legally blind right in the parameters of legal hmm
0: and that's what it means at least stateside so so this went on Uh, You said you regained your sight. Um, You were not even one year old yet. So how was it um, then going into, you know, the social life of a child, starting to go to school and then getting into your teens?
1: Well, I don't remember that early on, but I do remember at least first through second grade always having issues with making friends and bullying and harassment and all that crap. So Mm -hmm. um, it was challenging. And then plus, you know, just going to school was challenging to get around you know, all the issues that come with um being challenged uh, from a visual standpoint. Right. And um we brought different challenges and I had we had to be creative and do things differently and depending on what year we're talking about, I was using different technologies, different um enhancements or right. accessibility and there was always, you know, accommodations put in place.
0: Oh, at least so so in to, to some degree you always had some kind of support in the classroom was there always um a support teacher i don't know what they call them in the states now uh, um paras or depending on how where you're at it could be different but
1: i didn't necessarily have someone that went along with me like uh-huh. some do i see i just had um technology or extended time where i sat at the front of the classroom or various odds and ends like that
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. and
1: then This grade, I started doing everything on audio.
0: Ah, nice. Did you find that to be a big improvement? Yes, it's uh, much easier. Yeah, yeah. I've had um, mm-hmm. one of my students, I teach um, at the university, I teach conference interpreting, which means you wear earphones, you hear one language in one in the ears, and you speak another, so you translate, right? And one of my students, mm-hmm. was out, I was at the University of Bologna, was uh, completely blind, and he went on to being a, um, he still is, a professional interpreter at the European Parliament such a motivation he had he was so strongly motivated one of my best students really um so you know i'm proud of that Lau, let's get into the nitty gritty so we're at the the high school level right and those yes. that's the most challenging in terms of peer relationships right um right. did you because then we did mention at the beginning of the episode that uh, you had a child you had you were a mother and uh you had a spouse I have two, children. two children and um so you did meet that person somewhere when was that along the line in your life
1: um the husband that i have my children with i met him in oh five and um we were together for almost 12 years
0: uh-huh okay so what how old if you don't mind me asking how old were you then
1: I was 26 when we met, and then I was um, 38 when it all changed.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so, so did it, cu- it came well after high school, uh, the meeting yes. and swallowing in love and all of that. Um, and did you finally, did you find that it was easy to end, to finish high school?
1: I was so glad to be out of high school. Uh, I, school, hear high school. I hear you. I
0: hear you. I
1: hear. you. Wait, you couldn't repay me to live that. No, I know. No. I
0: know. I'm I know. Out here. I teach at the university, so when somebody tells me they teach in high school, I, I, I my heart skip a beat. Skips a beat. <laughs> I think no, My poor person. <laughs>
1: Not be- I feel that way about middle school teachers. Yeah, middle, teach middle right, course. middle
0: exactly. even yeah. middle school, middle school too. But you know, there are um, there's a lot to be said about um, grammar school or you know the f- one to five grades one to five. That is always a loty e- lot easier for in many respects. But uh, then you have to you're faced with the challenges of of sexuality. You know, after middle school, everybody's hormones goes go crazy and yeah and they and they translate into aggressiveness too. And so if you have any bit of a, a disability, you're right in the cross here, as I could imagine. Um so so now let's get to where you started to well uh tell me about this relationship with your husband. It was pretty long.
1: It was um, we met in 05. I was living in Louisiana at the time and uh-huh. We actually met where I was working at the time, and it—I didn't know what was going to happen at the time because I had been newly divorced. Even though he and I had not lived together for almost a year, so yeah. I felt comfortable through the various things that I had done to, um, I guess, care for myself over the year of being You know, from separating and getting divorced.
0: Okay, so so that. On me. So did I understand correctly? You were married twice. Yes. Ah, okay. So boy, you skipped past that first one really fast. How long did it last Michaela? Uh,
1: three years and almost four years on paper.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. But there were no children there.
1: Uh, trust me. No, it wasn't possible.
0: Okay. All right. I get it now. So then we're on (laughs) to the next adventure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And what about your disability in relation to the relationships? Did that cause any difficulty?
1: Uh, it shouldn't have caused problems in my first, because he was fully aware, because we met in college, and yeah. he was you know in my dorm room a lot of times when I was working with readers, so he knew it was going on, but he was a interesting character about it at times, that's putting it nicely, and so that did, but then with um, John, my second husband, who passed away, it was fine. He didn't have any issues with it.
0: Yeah, boy, so you, it was nice for a change. you have a strange way of being diplomatic, I like it.
1: Oh, I'm only being diplomatic because I'm trying to be polite. It's not in my nature to be diplomatic. I can go real quick for not being diplomatic if you want me to in a hurry. It is not my preference.
0: <laughs> so, this brings me to think what the hell did she write in that book? <laughs> and how diplomatic what did was you? she? <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit about first, uh, because I'm going to go back and forth. You can tell by the way. I'm. All yeah, All right. So, so now we have this book is, no, you you're multi books. Is that right? Correct. Oh, so let's talk about the first one.
1: Oh, that was 10 years ago.
0: Oh uh, God, was, a year, a, a lifetime ago, um, a, hus- yeah, well, a husband ago almost.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was because John and I were still married and my daughter was only eight months old at the time when she came out and she, uh, when the book came out, excuse me. Um, and now she's 11. So yeah, it really was. But, um, and my son wasn't even born yet. So yeah, it was, um, it was a collection of poetry I'd picked up for years, starting in high school and uh-huh. finally finished in 04 and life happened and whatnot. So I finally got it out in 2011. So now
0: what does, what is this poetry? Is it a mixed bag or are is there a central no, no. theme or, or what?
1: It was, I had taken scriptures in high school Yeah. that were important to people that were important to me. And so I oh, wanted wait, wait, to- Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, Michaela. Uh, let me understand. When you say scriptures, um, I had taken scriptures. You mean you took a course in holy scriptures or-
1: No, oh. I took a scripture from the, the holy Bible. And All right. Okay. I worked on it. Okay. And I did 70, 70 of them over the course of, I don't know. Oh, shoot, shoot,
0: 95, Oh, Give me give me an example. 94. Give me an example. Do you remember anything, any part of that, of the, the first book? Uh,
1: Psalm 23. I would look at Psalm 23. Yeah. I'm guessing that's fairly familiar for most people. Yeah. And I would take each, each part and I would take, I don't know, I'm trying to, the first line of it or whatever and right. I'd break it down and I'd write a stanza on that line and ah. then I'd move on to
0: the next part. Okay, so, so when you say a stanza... Uh, you mean your own a little piece of an essay, a little comment? What, what do you mean by that? Yeah.
1: Well, in poetry, you have a stanza that's usually three or four or five or six lines. Right. So the Lord is my good shepherd. I would write three or four lines on that part of that oh,
0: scripture. okay, and I'd
1: great. keep working my way through Psalm 23. Okay. I did 70 of them
0: like that. Wow, that's great. That's great. How long is the book? Oh God, 320 something pages. That's, that's a really, really long book. I'm, you know, I'm going to harp on this. I'm going to talk about your books because I'd like you to be part of the series, um, writing voices and where I, you know, interview Mm -hmm. authors and authors who are famous and authors who are less Mm -hmm. famous. And this is an interesting, an interesting take to publishing because, um, you, you, it's an, an original approach, right? Um, mm-hmm. and it came out at a time when you were already, uh, very strongly, um, I don't know how to put this when you were re- really strongly influenced by your sp- spirituality or after. Yes.
1: No, I became a, a, Christian, a believer in the faith. Uh, some people might say even evangelical, whatever. I was raised Southern Baptist, um, uh-huh. at five, So I've been a Christian and part of the faith longer in my life than not. Let's put
0: it that way. Okay. I'll be
1: 43 in November. So do the math. Okay. You
0: know. Okay. So, so let's say, have you any ever had during all of your life, any setbacks in relation or regrets in relation to your faith? Saying, thinking, what? um, maybe I did the wrong thing. Maybe I should have gone to another faith. Did that ever happen to you? Crisis, a spiritual crisis? Not like that.
1: Yeah. Um, never, I've never doubted it. I've, always knew that that's what i believed once i chose to believe it um now i can't say that over the last almost four and a half years since the loss of my husband that i've not been walking through my faith differently than opposed to
0: before we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there okay so so now we have this book now what did you um the form that it took did you decide to publish it um independently uh did you decide to give it away? I mean, because a lot of people do different things with different books. What is this, what form did this take, this book?
1: At that time, I went through a company that helps authors self-publish and yes. they basically said, we'll do it for you. And they're self-published right. and here you go, here's your product. So I went that route okay. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just,
0: it's a hybrid, sort of hybrid publishing. Yeah. You yes. get a hand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've Were decided you happy that's with that were you happy? I'm with, sorry. Were you happy with that? The way it worked out? I was happy with the product, but at that point, I was naive enough to the ways of publishing that I, sh- if I had known more, I would have not done that. Oh, from a publishing point, well, what would you have done? Because I would have found a better approach because I didn't know enough to know that that wasn't going to work for me at the time.
0: Ah, was
1: well, what was dabble in the publishing world? Oh, so what was I um,
0: what was it about that approach that? you today you say that it didn't work for you
1: i didn't have enough capital to really focus on marketing yeah and i you know there wasn't of course the self-publishing world in and of itself has drastically changed over the last 10 years Sure, sure it's really a completely different industry compared to what it was then and yeah um if you want to get a conversation about that amazon kdp is probably one of the biggest influences that has drastically changed the playing field on that one yeah but um which is what i use now but um and i think that's a better format mm-hmm.
0: and what um so so let's say that what's the title of the book
1: uh the first one heartfelt meditations a, a collection of poetry inspired by cherished scripture
0: okay and is there a title of uh, is there a name of a publishing house does that um hybrid publisher give you an isbn and put their name. Yes,
1: it has an ISBN and the company was iUniverse out of Bloomington, Indiana,
0: Uh stateside. Okay. So uh, then we, that let's say, you know, you put a, a dot at the end of that book, a period, you closed it, and then you went on with your life. What happened to make you decide to publish a new one? um i've
1: always written i've been writing since second and fourth grade it's always been who i am it's always what i do if i'm not writing i'm thinking about it Good for you. actually probably should be told obsessing about it ah <laughs> um i wrote my first editorial in second grade yeah it was weird great um and in fourth grade i wrote my first poem obviously not what i wrote in that book of poetry but or what i write now but i've always written it's
0: just what i do uh-huh. So so, how did you get to the second book? What made you decide to publish a second book?
1: I basically, okay, so that was February 2011. Uh, yeah, April of that year, I went into grad school, and I basically took five years off because I had one kid, and then I had my second kid in grad school, and I'm legally blind, of course, so that's all I did for five years was grad school. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was writing for the professors, but I wasn't writing for myself. That's all I had okay. time to do. So paper.
0: what was the um, program, the grad program? What what uh, was the curriculum about?
1: Uh, I was a master's in political science in American politics and an ancient classical history grad certificate. No, I can't just do one thing. You should see my undergraduate.
0: Ah. Um. So,
1: so I did. wrote you, for them for five years. But, I'm sorry, go ahead. But
0: did you have to write a thesis for that? yes oh, oh my gosh that's yeah. what i wanted to know
1: what, what yes what did you write it on <laughs> my husband was in grad school i was in grad school he was doing military stuff my daughter was three years old and my son was a four month old and i wrote a thesis that semester i thought i was gonna die <laughs> yes i, I know, did it
0: i know i know
1: <laughs> i got my I phd at, at 50. <laughs> i know it's tough
0: very tough yeah
1: um, i had submitted five different um research thesis proposals they all got rejected and i basically told you're gonna write on the filibuster i don't know if you know
0: anything yeah i know i know i know what filibusters are for sure yeah and how long is this piece of work
1: Uh, i don't know it was originally it was originally 70 something pages and my yeah his advisor shredded it. I'm like, okay, you're. Oh dear. Interesting. Yeah. It ended up being probably 45 to 50 something or maybe 60, I forget. Uh
0: So when you left, so you, is it an MA that you have? Yes. Okay. An MA. Have you ever thought of going to doctorate, into doctorate? No. (laughs) I respect it.
1: But at that point I had two kids Uh, and my vision, I am good at academia. Don't get me wrong. I can do it. with the best of them but the time and energy that it takes to do so with a, a disability am yeah. I, I am like, i'm too old i'm tired there is something wrong when you will be 43 and you can say between grammar school starting kindergarten through twelfth, graduate programs and a massage therapy program i literally have a school of i literally have a year of school for every letter of the alphabet there's something wrong with that picture i'm done <laughs> I have other things I need to do. Yeah, yeah I get that. So, yeah. uh,
0: so are we going to have another baby? Is that what you want to do? No. <laughs> ah, okay, I'm, I I'm, I'm joking doing. with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so do we have another no. book baby? I mean, is there another book? Oh, there's lots of those. Okay, so so we're at the second one. What's the second one called?
1: Well, when I was in grad school, I didn't write, but I was percolating and brainstorming all these ideas I had, and I basically wrote them down and sat on them for five years. Uh And then uh, July of 2016, I took a month off. I said, I don't want to hear a book. I don't want to see a book. I don't want to have anything to do with anything. I need a decompression from five years of work. And so I took that month off, just enjoyed my kids, summertime, you know, whatnot, being a mom. And then I organized all of my ideas. And I thought, well, I feel like starting with the Motherhood series, and I wrote almost but that was september of 2016. Mm-hmm. by the time of april of 2016 i had written two and a half books in a year mm-hmm. and then i had to stop because that's when everything changed and my husband passed away So oh, okay. I spent
0: boy you're <clears> telling the me. Part of the you
1: year everything wait a minute together. now
0: it's true you don't know anything about marketing because here i am asking you three times what's the name of the book what's the name of the book and you don't tell me Sorry. <laughs> well
1: i was trying to work through because it, that's, it wasn't out then yet. Yeah. And then when I finally did get to release it in 2019, after I got everything back, I, the first book in that series was Take a Sip, Take a Breath, and Go, um, A Journey Through Motherhood. Ah, that was okay. the first one. Okay. And then I'm fixing to release the second one in into this month, which is Take a Double Shot, Take Two Breaths, Ready, Set, Go, mm-hmm. Continuing the Journey
0: Through Motherhood. Oh, God, God the third one's going to be... Uh take I don't know <laughs> take a sniff I don't know what it's gonna be yeah something like that but that one hopefully
1: will be out in the fall too so um if those three and I did a companion book oh, What do you mean by I companion started, book um I took at the end of the motherhood books I basically thought well I don't know if I'm exploring my own journey as a mom and the everything that goes with it maybe moms need space and freedom to do that as well and what they're learning and so I wrote some questions for consideration. And then in the companion book, I took each question and made it a place where there's a page where they can write whatever they're feeling or thinking so, Oh, or I can, Like a journal.
0: Anything. They could journal a yeah. little bit with it. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah. So, so let's say though, so there are three out, right? Three. Is that right? So far mm, there the will books. be at the end of this month. At the end of this month, there's going to be a fourth.
1: No, the, 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 the second, you have uh, book one, and then you have the companion book, and then book two will be out on September twenty eighth, hopefully.
0: Okay. <clears throat> wow. All right. And then okay. hopefully
1: three in November.
0: Okay. Well, we've got. I mean, you. I mean, you do sleep at night, right?
1: Yeah. I do. <laughs> okay. Come on. Tell me those how many hours. <laughs> written, well, on a good night, hopefully eight or nine. But you have to remember those two or three were written. Years ago back in New Hampshire before right. everything changed. Uh-huh. They've already done. So it was so, just editing and formatting and cover design. Right.
0: Okay. So now we're what you you said it three times when everything changed. Let's get to that point in your life when everything changed. Where were you? What happened? And how did you get out of it? I'm still in it. Mm. Uh, you
1: always will be. But Oh um, well, yeah, you live with it. Yeah uh it was april 2017 we were living in new hampshire at the time and i um that's east coast time mm-hmm. eastern time for um, yeah united states um i'm currently on central time but we were living on eastern time and um my husband had a day off he we did our family stuff and whatnot and then he went out to do homework because he was still finishing up school ah and he had drill that weekend and so he was One of his professors were being interesting and had a lot of work to do with half the time to do it. And so he went out to go do his work and then he didn't come home that night. What happened? It was unexpected, unforeseen uh, health complications that just didn't get worked out.
0: Uh, You don't want to delve into that. Um, He just passed uh, without, when did you find out? Uh, Nine o'clock Eastern time. At night? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And how did you find out?
1: Uh, the cops were at my door.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. That's yeah. Knock
1: on my door. The cops told me. How old was he? Uh, 53. I had just turned 53 because he would have been 57 this year.
0: Uh huh. Okay. So now, uh, Michaela's alone and she has this place where she lives in New Hampshire with two children. Um, what happened the next day?
1: I went to bed about two o'clock that morning. I woke up on four hours of sleep and I got my daughter ready for school and gave the performance of my life. She was unaware until the following day on Thursday uh-huh. after school.
0: Uh-huh. And um, you only had one child or the other was too small?
1: Uh, he was three at the time. My children were six and three at the time. Now uh, okay. they're eight and
0: 11. Uh-huh. I see. I see. So... As the time, like you said, you know, I'm still in it. I'm still in it. So you try to get out of it. Um, you, obviously, your faith came in to kickstart something in your life because otherwise you wouldn't be here talking to me. So no. it did, was that the most important thing? Or was it, you know, was it the children, having the children that, you know, gave you that motivation and the strength to just p- plow through this? Or what was it? The, what was the most important thing?
1: Well, it was my children because I knew I had to. I didn't have a choice. But it was my faith that allowed me to stand firm in that
0: choice, knowing that I had to do what I had to do. Right, that's true. But remember, about ten minutes ago, you said, "My, I had unwavering faith until more recently, after your husband passed." And so, how it's how did it challenge unwavered. you? It's never
1: unwavered. It's never been unwavering. But there's been a lot of arguing going on. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
0: I get it. You don't have yeah, your I've been
1: debating a lot over the last four years. <laughs> you don't have, I won't win, but we've been debating, yeah. You,
0: know. you don't have your boxing gloves on. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Conversations late at night. Yeah. Nice. I couldn't see that. I can imagine. Um
1: So it was never a question of doubt or that if I was saved or not, it was just like, Okay, what the crap? Like, Yeah, okay. why?
0: Yeah, why? The famous yeah. question why. And um just the other i think it was yesterday i was talking to a woman who uh who had been a three-time uh cancer victim and you know she was there with me talking to me um the thing is that she said karma doesn't work with spirituality it's not that someone dies in your family because you've been bad right she says that doesn't work it's not like that and it was interesting you know she said that messages for you come in different ways and they challenge you in some way you have to try to understand why what it is that is happening to you um you said you had uh late night (coughs) talks uh, and and arguments um (laughs) are you in any way um in contact with your guides your spirit guides or that you recognize them as spirit guides or is the notion of spirit I, guides uh, out of your thought?
1: I don't know if it's out of it because I think we're guided, but yeah. I don't. It may not be the same for what I interpret it as to be as is for somebody else. I pray and I meditate and I talk to my heavenly father.
0: Uh huh. Okay.
1: The Christian, you know. Yeah. Christianity, you know, the concept of
0: what we believe in Christianity. Mm-hmm. And let's say. <clears throat> Um, you're young, I mean, 42 is, is really young, your children are young. Um, have you ever thought that it would be possible again to have another life with another person? I mean, you have, a little, you have your own life now, and you're getting used yeah. to standing on your own two feet, which is no easy task. But have you ever thought that it would be you'd have the mental space to open up to another person?
1: Only recently. It's been a long, hard process and I'm actually dating right now, but it's still a process because I'm struggling with it. I mean, not with the person I'm with, I'm struggling with how does this work out? You know, I'm still madly in love with the, one I lost and you know, that'll always be the case. Of course. It's different this time around as opposed to when I met John at 26, my husband that passed away, I was divorced and I'm like, it was sad to be divorced I'm like thank god i don't want to be around you anymore you know right. like get the sure, heck out sure as opposed to when you're expecting your husband to come home and he doesn't come home and there is nothing in your life that would make you think you two wouldn't love happily ever after for however long you had on this earth and come to find out that just ended by the way yeah in a blink of an eye yeah and so it's a very different place of how you find love after either one of those life circumstances right and then how you abide in it compared to the difference in the two, if that right. makes any sense? Sure,
0: sure. So I'm trying to, I'm going to try to link that to, um, because for me, writing is very therapeutic. I I, I yes. get such an, a creative high. I love writing, I just love it. Yes. When, you. and you know what I'm talking about. Um, yes. When, I do. when you, uh, obviously, you will turn to writing even now in this moment of time during. This delicate dance that you have, social dance with meeting another person, and yes. let's try to project forward. I know you have another book coming out, couple, um, but but let's say if you could foresee in the near future, I'm the psychic one. I know you're not, so <laughs> I can't tell you. I won't tell you. I want you to say. Um, let's right. uh, let's foresee in the in the near future that you would like to talk about new relationships in during your midlife, you know, during, uh, in, in maturity, when you're immature, when you have children, when you have had such, uh, extremely difficult challenges in your life, how to face it? What is it? What is this thing we call love? I mean, would you think about, um, uh, writing, uh, something along those lines?
1: It will probably come later. I have five series I'm working, I'm building out right now. I've, I've spoken of the motherhood one. There's one on my faith and religion. There's one on, um, we, the people in American politics, but it's not about the sides of American politics, uh-huh. it's understanding what America is supposed to be about. Uh-huh. So it's not like them versus us, right. you no, know, this is what we, the people are supposed to do. Right. Um, Good. there's one I did for my children, but it's more not children's books, but it's written to what I want my children to know and maybe help people do intentional parenting. Um, I'm losing track. And so uh, this one
0: yeah. doesn't fit in any yeah. of those series.
1: No, it does not. It wouldn't. This one just released. No, it's it's
0: the concept. The concept that is that something created. new. This is something new. Uh, it, it could be anything about relationships. That could be another series. What are relationships right. all about?
1: And so the last series I started in June, which is my most recent book, uh, is called Now I See, which talks about what it's like to have traveled this journey. And nine chapters of it does deal with losing my husband. And I feel like as I build that series out, then that will eventually maybe come to play as, you know, as this part of my life story develops, you know, Mm it's still pretty new. We've only been together for a couple of months, so it's still kind of new.
0: Good. This is very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So give me a, give me a life in the day of Michaela when you wake up, what happens? right. Schools are out, Uh, right? Schools are open now.
1: Yeah. um, I get my kids ready. They go to school. I get them, you know. Then I start my day, I, you know, quiet time, meditation, prayer, shower, workout, whatever. And then about 9, 9.30 or 10 o'clock, my time in the States, I'll start to write whatever project I'm on. And mm-hmm.
0: I've
1: already got my projects lined up for the rest of this year and next year that I've got to work on. All right. And then I'll write for a couple of hours until my eyes say, you're done, woman. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Go away. We're not doing any more for you right now. You're tired. And then I'll take a break and I'll do whatever else I have to do, either household or whatever, other publishing projects. Um, And then my kids get home about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock central time. And I'm a mom until they go to bed. And then I'll work on whatever I have to work on.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned that you started doing everything with audio. Um, Is this what you use for your books? Do you use recording? No. No. How do you work it out? I like
1: to type it out. Because when I type it out, it's like I'm thinking through what yes, I want to say.
0: Yes, that's what I was going to get to. That's what happens to me, too. Because um, with...
1: So, it, I could do audio, but I don't think it would be...
0: It wouldn't be as practical. Well, as well for my process, mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Interesting. That's really interesting. Well, so give us a, one last time the titles of the books that are already out that people could purchase. Tell me once again. They're,
1: they're all on Amazon. It's... the the po- well it is on amazon just wasn't done through amazon uh heartfelt meditations a collection of poetry inspired by chair scripture then you have the motherhood series take a sip take a breath and go you have the one on my faith, um scripture spirituality in our culture today you have the politics we the people are defining exploring who we are as an a people a society and a nation you have living the beach life. You have before the clock strikes midnight. And then you have now I see and
0: And learn lessons Uh, along life's journey. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. Listen, the last last thing I'd like to ask you is, if there's one thing, one sentence you could um, leave our listeners with, what would it be? That's important for I'll try for and make it one sentence. All I'm right, no, like you, that. Can, you're, you can have a couple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, life is a choice. You can either be defined by your circumstances or define it for yourself. And you need to give it your best shot to thrive and live your best life because you get one. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Michaela. It was just a pleasure to meet you. And I hope we can get to to talk again. I'll be looking for your books. Bye-bye, Michaela. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye.